So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome back about your happy hour. It's so good to be back here with you all again this week. And I'm excited to have Michelle to recap this next episode. We finally had some drama. So much drama. Like there's so much that we have to talk about. It's going to be a great week with you. Um, We probably are not going to have enough time to actually talk about and cover everything. But we are going to be talking to the man who received Gabby's first one-on-one date. Nate. <laughs> Trust me, I have I I understand how you feel because some of my exes have um very common names too. Um I'm not gonna say any of them, but I, yeah. I have been in your shoes before, so, so I get funny. it. But luckily we're so excited to have Nate come yes. on. Like you said, he did get Gabby's first one on one date and I actually loved his reaction to it, which we'll get into. I loved how shocked he was. Like he didn't see it coming whatsoever Mm -hmm. Um, before we get him on and get into his date and his experience let's break down episode two quickly I know that we both had some standout moments I have one question though for you Michelle okay and I was very shocked and I just want to get into the one-on-one dates themselves really quick because obviously there was a group date with the girls and all their men but then each woman was given a one-on-one date this week and Jordan went with Rachel obviously he did not get a rose but were you surprised that he did not go back to the house because I was thinking even if he didn't get a rose on a one-on-one date should he not stick around to see if he has a potential connection with Gabby oh wow I was oh, wow. I was surprised that he just up and left totally like I thought if okay he, wait, if nothing else out. I actually So, okay, I feel like you're going to have to, I mean, I obviously know that we have two bachelorettes, right? But I feel like I compartmentalize as I'm watching at times as well. Mm -hmm. And so the first time I watched it, I was like, honestly, I don't know if someone ever got sent home on the first one-on-one date Mm -hmm. of the season. Has anyone been sent home? I mean, I, we would have to ask Fact everyone, like all of the diehard fans out there. But I don't think, I don't think so. Like from, right? 
seasons that I've seen, I yeah. don't think the first one-on-one date person has ever gotten, gotten yeah. sent home. Yeah, and honestly, I think for that, I was like, if she can go back and confidently send somebody home and just know that, like, this is not for me, 100%. Like, that's, you know, she knows what she wants, right? But I actually didn't think about that other piece of it of, like, this mm-hmm. could be something or someone that Gabby wants to get to know. But I'm also curious if they spoke about this before they even like started filming of, you know, did they have a conversation about that? You know? So this is because I was watching the episode with Thomas and he raised a good point. He said, well, Jordan specifically said he was there to get to know Rachel. Like he was in on Rachel. So from that point of view, I understand maybe why he would go home for good, but there's still many guys there who they're like, we have a connection with both women and we're interested in exploring connections with both these women. And so I was surprised that even if it wasn't going to be him and Rachel, what if it could have been him and Gabby? And I don't even think Gabby, I mean, from what we've seen, Gabby hasn't even had a conversation with him. So I was like, this could have been a missed opportunity unless Gabby and Rachel chatted separately and had a conversation we didn't see where Gabby was like, Mm No, I'm not feeling it. He's not for me. You know, do your thing. Right. But it'll be interesting. I do understand that. But I I also will say that at the end of the day, not that, like, he can necessarily have control of, like, staying. Like, you can't. People do force to try to keep themselves there, right? But if I was in his position and I was sent home because of Rachel, and let's say I really, like, genuinely had a connection or wanted to explore that— then it's also on him to say something, right? Mm-hmm. To walk back yeah. in and say something of like, I do still have this connection. Um, so that's that's hard because it's like mm-hmm. it's on, almost like on both parties, I guess. Right. And I think as the season goes on, it'll get much clearer and easier to mm-hmm. kind of know who, I don't want to say like whose side the men are on because I don't right. want it to um, be like a, a team, a stronger you connection. know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'll be much easier to tell what guys are vibing with what girls. But right now it's the first week that I was like, okay, this seems a little premature to be sending his ass home totally. But I was just kind of shocked Mm -hmm. in that moment to be like, not even that Rachel was sending him home. Like, you know, if you don't feel it with somebody, by all means, you have that decision making to say like, I can keep you or I can send you home. But I was just shocked to see that he wasn't going back to the house to see Gabby. Yeah, I think I think for me what's hard is that they really do communicate well with each other. And before even coming on this, it's, I mean, none of us really knows know how this is going to go or how it was going to fully work because it's never been done before. But I really feel like the girls are so respectful of each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, they are in this experience together. You can see that during all of the different episodes. You can see them talking to each other. You can see them making decisions together. And so I feel like, I don't know. I feel like whether there was a conversation, whether it was something that they established beforehand, I really do feel like it was thought out. Mm-hmm. And and adding to that point, because we do see them together so much that I I kind of felt weird in this episode, though, because I love their friendship. I love mm-hmm. the girl chats that they're able to have. But at some point, and I even said this when I was watching it, I'm like, they have to be split up because, right, even in the, in the conversation when they had their group date together and they were, like, on the bed talking in the middle of the day, you know, mm-hmm. like, after Gabby had kissed Logan, but then Rachel had a connection with Logan or however that went down, like, it's already getting kind of messy a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think that they both are handling it so maturely, so respectfully of being like, I have a connection with this guy. I kiss this guy. I like this guy. Yeah. But it is going to get messy. And I'm like, at some point, they're going to have to split these women up. They they really they really are. And it's just like, I don't know if there's a way to do this where it's not messy and complicated. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, the show already complicated enough, you know, but it does keep show, your interest. I will say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. It does I, lo- keep your interest. I love how dynamic it is so far. I mean, I like yes. and, and kind of why I love watching Paradise so much is I love watching different love stories with different people. Oh, and that's man. why I like the dynamic of this. But also, too, I, I just felt so bad for Rachel in points. I'm like, Gabby's living her best life this week. And poor Rachel is like having to watch 
this guy who Gabby liked come over and kiss her and have this grand date after she had not so great of a night. It's just, I mean, I feel like it's going to be very much up and down this entire season. It it really is. But I, I mean, I was talking to like one of my good friends about this as well of just, you know, Gabby and Rachel truly care about each other. And that is a real friendship. You know, that's not just a friendship that's on the screen. And you can mm-hmm. see that. Whether they were going to be the Bachelorette together, whether they're just going to be in life together. They truly, like, enjoy each other's company. They're different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they also have similar similarities. And kind of how I explained it is, you know, if I'm going through a breakup um, and I'm hanging out with one of my good friends and her boyfriend, right, I'm not sad around them, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get angry at them for being happy. I want her to be happy. I acknowledge yeah. that like right now I'm really struggling, right? Because I want something for my like for myself or to find my person. Right. But I feel like it's going to be tricky and I oh, I'm curious to see if it's going to fluctuate. Mhm. Oh, you know, it's, it's going it, to be it's so got to. I mean, you know, like, remember when you were filming and, and actually I can empathize with Rachel because there, mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm sure you experienced this too. There were nights and there were weeks where I was so happy and I was like, this is working for me. I'm falling yeah. in love. I'm going to find my person. And then there were nights and dates and full on weeks where I was like, yeah, this is so hard. How am I going to make it through? Like, how am I yeah. actually going to find somebody to want to get engaged to at the end of this. Like it's so rocky to begin with. I just hope at the end of it, they can both, you know, get on that steady, even footing. Um, And I, 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 can't imagine that they wouldn't. I have no, but we're, faith that they like, will. You, we're, we're just getting into the drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> what's yeah. going to happen? Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that something's going to happen. <laughs> well, speaking of drama, let's talk about Chris because he oh finally brought the drama this week. Night one, sure we didn't did. see any drama, really. So what is know? it about the name Chris? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Did you have a Chris on your season? And he caused drama, yes. On your season he, two? Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. He went home yeah. halfway through and, like, fought with the dudes, <laughs> fought with me, was just angry. He, yeah, Chris is. <laughs> what were your thoughts on how he handled the conversation with the men, like, the first initial conversation that really kick-started all the drama, and mm-hmm. then how he handed it, handled everything later on with Gabby and Rachel and then the men yeah. again? I think... I mean, he he already just rubbed me the wrong way from the very beginning. But when anybody just completely says, like, because I'm going to be here for a while, it's like, one, that's not your main point. You can leave that out, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. why are you – are you convincing them? Are you convincing yourself? Like, are you – you know what I mean? Like, that's just not something that – like, what do you want to get out of that, right? Mm -hmm. Just – I don't know, expectations or well, just we talked about like the, the borderline of confident versus cocky, right? Yeah, that's not even on the line. That's like a, I, well, I don't know what mountain level that's on, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, you don't know that, right? You're just getting, you know, you're just getting to know everybody. And I think the way that he said it too is if, if you're in that for the first week, I know that he like has had some conversations with them, right? Not like, I mean, from what we saw, it didn't look like, he really did. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what are you going off of? Like, are you, you know, talking about it in a way where you're better than everybody else? And like, that's mm-hmm. why you're thinking. And that's how I was just kind of approached. But I I really was <laughs> just, I don't know, just kind of went into the category of like one, like mansplaining to just always that person who is always trying to like take control of the entire situation um, and you sign up for a situation where, like, you, you sign up for a dating show to fall in love where, like, there's going to be more than one person there. And so it's really hard at this point down the line to be, like, if you don't, like, if you don't handle yourself in this way all the way down the road and already know that, it's done. It's, like, he, I, I think where know, he so really, not even fell short, but, like, where he screwed up, I would say, is the fact that... He couldn't fully articulate, like, what he was thinking and feeling. It sounds like mm-hmm. he was giving... He wasn't even giving these women an ultimatum, but he had an ultimatum at some... Like, at yeah. some point, he was going to have to give this ultimatum, but he mm-hmm. didn't want to have to vocalize that to the women. And I think what really rubbed all the men the wrong way is not even just having the conversation about fantasy suites. I don't even think it was that, per se. I think it was how he came across. And and multiple men said he was very condescending, very this and yeah. that. Do you feel like the men, or like from what you can remember, do you feel like there's been any issues with them between like the men and Chris before this point? 
right? Because like if there was, then you kind of might. You, that's something you might. No, feel I mean like he had. He only had us. one day with them. Like it was right? literally night one, and that's then this true. is the first day of living together. So it's. I mean, yeah. You know who? You know whose brain we should pick about this. We should we should pick Nate's brain about this. I'm curious what he has to say. Oh yeah, no no. <laughs> Just bring I'm, him on, talk to him about it. I want to know his thoughts. Yeah, I mean he was there. He wasn't one of the men to confront Gabby and Rachel about it, but he mm-hmm. was there. He heard everything, and so he can give us yeah. the most insight. So let's wrap this little recap up and bring on Nate Gabby's one-on-one date right now. All right, so Nate, we are so happy to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing good today. I was a little nervous uh, getting up this morning. It's actually my first podcast, so you guys Woo! are talking about podcasts. Yes, here, we so. feel so honored. Nate, I want to ask you, and I want to preface with this because I am friends with Joe Amabili, and I know that you guys have ran in the same circles. You have some friends within this world of Bachelor Nation. So how did you actually get on the show? Were you a fan, or did one of the guys that you're friends with that have been you know, affiliated with the show, did they apply for you? You know, so one of my best friends, who is Dustin, Dustin Kendrick, uh, Dustin K, he was on Hannah Brown season, and I watched uh, a couple of the the seasons leading up to it, but not really consistently. But whenever he was on, I was just fully immersed because I was rooting for him and things like that. So uh, I think early on, whenever he did some B roll, I guess for his intro, I ended up meeting uh, one of the producers, and then he and I would just always be in contact and stuff, and. Uh, at first, I was a little reticent in being involved just because, I mean, I'm not that private of a person, but, you know, I'm not like, oh, put me on TV. And then um, I just led up to it, just uh, the way that the chips were falling and the way that my life was going, it just seemed like the right time to do it. So that's kind of how I got um, connected to this, in a sense. Okay. I love that you said you're not that private of a person. Most people are like, I'm so private. <laughs> so, I like the honesty. Was there was there anything? Okay, so you said Dustin K. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there any like worries that when he came back or like just different things that you thought about because you watched him go through it? Like any like negative sides that you were like that made Hesitant. you kind of like question or should I get into this? Should I not get into this? You know, I, I, I would have said I maybe had, but his uh, his experience like he, he didn't really do too much. I think he was just so nervous of like being canceled or getting caught into drama he wasn't really able to like embrace the situation so i didn't really have any mm-hmm. negative feedback from him or even from watching it so i think if i would have had a friend that was in the show that maybe had like a very negative uh experience or something to where they couldn't really live their life comfortably uh, then i would have been a little bit more hesitant to to say and just done away with it but it really wasn't that so mm-hmm. and then again you said like being uh, around some of the other guys like Joe Mobley and Peter and, and things like that. Like um, I, I was able to get somewhat of a an outside view and, and perceive them as either good people or see like all these actual like cloud chases and stuff. But I never got that vibe from any of them. And I mean, look at Joe now. He's doing yeah. he's doing great. So I was going to um, say, if Joe likes Joey, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Joe hey. doesn't as we've all seen point. Joe doesn't like everybody. So if you're no. on his good side, you must be doing something <laughs> right. Um, I want to ask you this because now we've seen two episodes and mm-hmm. it's. I can speak from experience. It is very jarring the first couple weeks that you watch yourself on TV. How has that been for you? And how has it been for your friends and your family seeing you? You know, I think they enjoy it a lot more than me. I get I get so anxious looking at myself because obviously I'm overly critical. I feel like my voice sounds so weird. That's exactly <laughs> what I always say. Everybody. Like, is this what people hear? Or just like, like different things that you do, right? I always touch my hair. I said, I like, I love it. Like all the time you catch things that like you were doing all the time. You're like, why why do I do that? (laughs) It's so odd. It's so, so, so odd. But yeah, the biggest (laughs) shock was just hearing myself because I thought I had a beautiful voice up until (laughs) these past two weeks. (laughs) What do you think of the the fans have labeled, not labeled, but the fans have given you the name. Is it floppy hair? Yeah, I think it's floppy hair, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about it? And how do your friends and family feel about it? You know, I think it's I think it's funny. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself, I mean, it probably isn't the uh, the right thing to do. You know, I've never uh, shied away from making fun of myself or just joining in with it. I think it's fun. 
Uh, it stuck with me. I actually enjoy when I see floppy hair, Nate, because I mean, it's, I know it's a it's a good it's a good pun. So uh, I've embraced it. I don't I don't think my family knows that people call me floppy hair, Nate yet. Maybe some of my friends, but I think it's just the rest of the public. Hasn't caught on quick enough. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I I have so much to ask you, and Michelle and I were actually so happy that it's going to be you on here today because not only. Did you have a group date? You had a one-on-one date, but you were also, yeah. you you weren't part of it, but you witnessed some of the drama that go, went down. So we'll get into all of that. But to start the week, there was a group date at the mansion with all of you men and the two girls came over and they surprised you with a, I don't even know technically why it was called a pageant show because like there, because of the, the there was the, a show the talent part of it, but we didn't really see much talent is what I'm trying yeah. to hint at. Like, <laughs> there really was a lack of talent. So it was just more of, like, a show. So, okay. and we don't need to talk about this for too long because the, the main juice of this entire episode was your one-on-one, and that's mm-hmm. the, the most important part. But can you give us any behind-the-scenes tea of that day? Uh, like, you guys getting ready, putting on the Speedos. Like, what was the vibe like? Anything at all? Well, in the beginning of the day, we we... I mean, we just recently moved into the mansion. So we're like, okay, they're just going to, they're going to leave us alone for now. Let us get, you know, a little ingratiated with the grounds and be calm. But then, you know, the girls popped up and we're like, okay, so it's going to be a, a chill day. And then it just kept snowballing to more and more. It's never a chill day. And, and when they brought that bag out, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way. It just, it just can't be. And I look over at, because uh, Jordan B was sitting to the next to me and, <laughs> We were we were sweating bullets. His face had turned just like bloodshot red, and I'm over here like my stomach. It feels like I'm getting ready to throw up. And then the first thing they pull out was a shoestring, and I could have fainted. I said, "This can't be happening." <laughs> it was anyone? I feel like if I was in your position, I'd be like, "Hell no, I am not doing this." My mom and uncle will be watching it's this so... show. Was anyone <sighs> adamant of like I? refuse to do this you know i uh i think everybody had the hell no moment in in the back of their mind but then there was those one or two guys that was just so so eager to do it and that was quincy of course uh (laughs) probably the most revealing one and then um i forget who else but once the group kind of collectively said you know what let's just support each other let's do it Mm -hmm. we knew we were getting into like an uncomfortable uh i guess you know, journey, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit and just be a good sport. And honestly, it was, yeah. it sucked in, in, in like seeing it and knowing that you had to try and do that, but actually mm-hmm. going through it and just supporting each other and cheering for each other was kind of empowering to, to an extent to be like, oh, we actually yeah. did it, didn't die, you know, so. <laughs> it's not <laughs> an easy thing to do either because you do have in the back of your mind, like my family is going to see this or like so-and-so is going to see this. So it's mm-hmm. such a tricky situation to navigate, but hey. Yeah, yeah well, I actually banned it. my family from, uh, from watching. I was like, you can watch anything else, but this part just, just either skip TiVo or just. Fast yeah. forward the first 15 minutes. Fast <laughs> forward. You don't need to see it. You don't need to see it. We're so then you- moving, moving into everything, right? You have that competition and then you move into the night portion. Were you surprised by who the women invited back to their house for the after party? You know, I was extremely, uh, you know, I, I was in the mindset, like from their perspective, I think they were just seeing who was like able to like, step out of their comfort zone to like really embrace it and also intrigue them to an extent. And um, just sitting up there watching and knowing what everybody had to like overcome mentally to do something like that, I felt like everybody deserved. So whoever they chose, I was like, mm-hmm. kudos, good for you. I was going to try to get there. I was kind of down and ready. I was like, ah, what else do I got to do? But um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say extremely surprised. It's just more so just like, oh, you know, you take notes. Mm-hmm. You take notes of what, resonates with them what they like and then you just try to either find a way to connect with them so you know you can find some time to talk to them and connect well speaking of connections and finding time to talk with somebody you lucked out this week because like i said at the beginning you not only were part of the beginning of that group date but you also got gabby's one-on-one date card and i have to say your reaction to hearing your name was priceless because 
to set the scene for everybody who may have forgotten, Jesse Palmer comes in that week and he explains there's going to be one group date and two one-on-one dates. And so you kind of knew going into it what this week was going to look like. But you looked like when your name was called, it looked like you were still waiting for other names to be called. You were that shocked. You were like, wait, yeah. wait is somebody else coming? Even though Jesse was like, nope, there's just a one-on-one coming. And so I loved your reaction because you genuinely seemed shocked to be asked on that one-on-one date but you it also seemed like you had a great connection with gabby night one so what was going through your mind when you got that date card and you were finally like oh hell yeah i get this girl's first one-on-one date of the season uh it was a lot going on through my mind like shock is an understatement like when they said nate uh part of me blacked out i was like man i'm hallucinating right now like my mind just made them say nate (laughs) and then he stared at me for a little bit and then i was just in utter shock my heart like (laughs) dropped to my stomach i was like i didn't even think this woman knew my name there was a joke that we had in the house where you go around i was like man like i'm just fighting this week so she can like remember my name you know and after the pageant and i didn't win um when i didn't not win but when i didn't get invited to the uh the after party I was like, you know, almost desperate. I was like, there's no way they know who I am. Like they saw me, I'm, I'm pillow boy to them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, stand up tall, yeah. walk with confidence. You got this. You got but yeah, this. no, I was, uh, I was just so, I was just so grateful uh, and excited that, you know, all the little things that I was doing, stepping out of my comfort zone, just everything that I was trying it somehow like caught. She was intrigued enough to, you know, give me that first one-on-one. So, mm-hmm. so we talked, we talked a little bit about like how you got on the show. Right. And then you found out that you're going to have two bachelorettes. Yeah. When you entered or just kind of like your mindset coming into it, were you open to meeting two women or were you leaning more towards Gabby? You know, I I think I was open towards meeting two women. I try not to let like personifications of like TV uh, usurp Mm -hmm. like actual connections. Uh, But I think uh, whenever I did assess like, okay, I'm, I'm not about to try to juggle. I'm going to focus on one, you know, the sooner, the better that can, that, you know, I have the opportunity to, to choose the better for me. And I was in a weird position that all I had was just my intro. I didn't even get a chance to talk to them the first, uh, the first night. So then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really going to have to just step out on women, just see who kind of resonates more with me, not through my interaction with them personally, but like how they interact with the other men and, maybe some of their characteristics. And I thought what was, I guess, more similar to me was, was Gabby at the time. So whenever she gave me the, the, the one-on-one, I was, I was more than ecstatic, you know, mm-hmm. she's funny, quirky, and a lot of, a lot of her characteristics really resonate with me. So, and I, I'm jumping all over the place, so I apologize, but I want to ask yeah. this to play off of Michelle's question. We will get yeah. into your date with Gabby, but because you and Gabby had such a good connection on that date. Like you really hit it off. And in my notes, I wrote like there was one word that I wrote after you both left that date. And I said it was effortless. Like you could just yeah. feel that mm-hmm. connection between you leaving that date, though, that one on one with Gabby. Were you all in at that point on her or were you still potentially open to the idea of dating and getting to know Rachel as well? You know, I, I think I was all in on Gabby, you know, the the you said it best like effortless and I, mm-hmm. and I I get along with a lot of people but for something to be that seamless I wasn't going to try and search for it elsewhere you know mm-hmm. and I thought I knew Rachel's an amazing woman but for the most part uh what what kind of happened with me and Gabby I didn't want to um like kind of take away time from fully immersing or exploring that relationship so I was just kind of one way mm-hmm. yeah it was such a good first date. Everything that you did, so every part of it, I was like the champagne at the mansion in the morning, <laughs> yeah. the helicopter ride, going into the hot tub at the top of a hill mm-hmm. overlooking L.A. to going to yeah. Union Station. I was like, you mm-hmm. won the jackpot with that. And unpl- <laughs> and like Gabby's incredible, too. So you just right. I, I was you, jealous. You walked in it. and they're both standing there, right? Yeah. <laughs> were you like, exactly. when you, like, when you walked in, were you like, did you think you'd be going on a date with both of them then? No, I didn't. So, so Rachel actually came a little later. So whenever I walked in, I was greeted by, uh, I was greeted by uh, Gabby. And so me and her got like a little bit of time. And then whenever we went to, uh, for the champagne, then, you know, Rachel was there. And at this moment, I was kind of like, like struck, like, oh my gosh, she's one for one with sending people home. So I was kind of treading, treading lightly, but um, yeah. (laughs) With Rachel? (laughs) I well, That's, yeah. Were you hesitant? Like, because I feel like, 
it's and Michelle and I touched on this at the top of the episode, but this is the first time that I can remember on any season where somebody went home on the mm-hmm. very first one on one date, which I'm sure to all of you men still back at the mansion, you're probably like, oh, shit, like this is actually real. Like these girls are taking this so seriously. So was part of you hesitant coming into that date being like a lot is actually on the line here? No, absolutely. I knew that they would be very intentional with like their their choices and how they spent their time. And for, for him to go first, it definitely put in the air of like fear uh, in the house. We were like, what did he do? And to not have those mm-hmm. answers, um, those questions answered, we just we came up with a million reasons as to what could have happened, why. And it just it just wasn't good. But at the at the end of it, I said, you know, I got to I got to kind of put that you know, to the to the side and focus on Gabby and our relationship in the forefront. Because mm-hmm. mind you, I go straight into a one-on-one like, hey, like, let's create this uh, connection from scratch and see if we can be friends, like any of it. But it, it went so, it went so well just because I feel like um, whenever I met her, I was met with such kindness. And the person that you see on TV is truly who Gabby is. Like, she's mm-hmm. just as sweet, she jokes. But she also has an air where she can turn on like um, a mode of being serious and mm-hmm. and very deep. So uh, mm-hmm. I love that we were able to have like that much of a, a dynamic conversation and date just off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did, did you... you go in? OK, so you guys are so natural together. And like for even well, the listeners or viewers or whatever, reminder that when it's the cameras on you too, like there's so many other things happening around you that the fact that you guys could be that natural from right off the bat, that's why I'm like, okay, like we're going to, I'm going to keep my eye. I'm going to keep my eye on them too. Um, but were you, you know, you, you do, you did talk about your daughter and you wanted to share that. Did you plan to have a conversation about that the first night or were you like, I'm going to know when the right time is to talk about that? It was kind of like a first night, uh, thing that I thought I was going to bring up. So the game plan I went in with was like a certain, you know, a couple of talking points, but at the, at the moment where I got the one-on-one, like, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to go in and talk on, you know, day one, whenever we're already, you know, at, <clears throat> at our one-on-one. So I wanted things to be relevant and, and present. So I didn't talk about night one. I would talk about the pageant a little bit. And then also my daughter, cause I didn't know when I would get another chance to, to get that time. Like you, mm-hmm. you glom onto like these small moments. People don't realize that the time you get on screen is really all you get. So to make things so intentional and just to kind of be vulnerable. Uh, so you don't miss a chance of them like seeing the person you are. And so by the time that I got on the one-on-one, I was like, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be funny, but also uh, serious. So she can get like a good, a good uh, high level view of, of who's in front of her. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. we don't really know each other. And so uh, the better that you can articulate your thoughts, emotions, and just give her like a, an inkling of, of who you are to your core. And then she, she picked up on it quite well. And she's so uh, attentive and to seeing details and reading into people. So mm-hmm. were you I... nervous about how she's going to respond to you? Like, that's a big thing because there's people who are just like, no. Yeah, uh, I wasn't really nervous. I was just being myself, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, She could have said anything and I would have been okay with it as long as I was just being genuine and honest and just like kind of uh, not hiding anything. I I knew I needed to lay my my cards on the table just so she could see, again, who is in front of her. And if she accepts it, then, you know, it's cool. I just wanted the opportunity to present myself uh, and just, just know. Uh, was it me? Was it not? And not have to go home and be like, man, didn't get a shot to, you know, show her who I was. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's so apparent to anyone watching the show just how much you love your daughter. And you even said, I I love being a girl dad. And yeah. Gabby's reaction to your story and your situation was beautiful. I mean, I didn't expect her to cry. And what I loved is that her first question was, you know, tell me more about your daughter. Like she was genuinely invested in not only getting to know you, but such a huge part of your life. And um, and I think it helped her, you sharing your story, helped her share hers because she had, you know, a strained relationship with her mother growing up. And so were you aware of that going in? And after that conversation, did you just feel so connected after that? Like you guys have shared so many heavy parts to both of you that it probably bonded you in such a special way? No, absolutely. Going into it, whenever I did that, like, you know, that conversation can go uh, a number of ways, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> she was just so 
that she just has like such a, a, a calming presence around her that I just did feel completely open expressing it. And then her pinging me and asking me questions on it, following up, I was like, oh, wow, she's like really attentive. And, and it just made me feel so comfortable, even though they were difficult conversations, you want to feel like you can have those conversations with someone that you're uh, potentially buying for their affection and, you know, possibly marrying. So, uh, and then whenever she like opened up, I was like, wow, like I had no, no idea of like, her relationship with her mother possibly being constrained. And so I just wanted to be like an opening, open ear for her in return the way that she did for me. And, um, and doing that, it really felt like it, it did uh, make us a lot closer just to have like that, that, that bonding moment. Mm-hmm. And then again, like we had that serious moment. And then right after we'd be able, we were able to, you know, start joking again and make it lighthearted and fun. Mm-hmm. So it just goes back to saying like, we really did have like a really good, uh, dynamic in in the things that we covered in that date alone so hey, you guys really don't miss a beat it's kind of it, you guys could just go do anything like it seems like it's a relationship where you can run errands you can go to target you can whatever it is yard work and then y'all would just be joking the whole time mm-hmm. laughing the whole time yeah. i oh god i just had a question oh this is what i wanted to ask you so you know gabby better than Michelle and I do. I was lucky enough to have Gabby on the podcast, you know, back when Clayton season was airing, but that was just one conversation. But what I took from that at that moment in time was how self-aware of a woman she is. Is that something that you picked up on right away too? Cause I feel like it would be so hard to miss. Like she is so self-aware. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. And to be in the presence of someone that's like that, it's kind of, it can be daunting, but um, it's uh, in the, in the presence of the right person, it's also um, empowering just to see someone like that. You know, I admire people who've gone through things, but people who go through them and come out stronger, like you just get an aura around them and you just, and you just, you know, appreciate them and love them even more for it. So it was, it was truly amazing to be able to share that space and just see her for who she was and not just what they portray on TV. Because if you get like time with her, you just like, you are a phenomenal woman. And I'm, you know, it just, it just justified the reason for me even even going on the show. So, mm-hmm. did you start to fall a little bit for her that night? Like, I feel like there's no way you couldn't have. I knew that question. You know, <laughs> I knew was, it. There was a lot of emotions and things. It did take me a while to process it. We definitely did have a lot of strong, um, you know, emotional moments, and I think we did develop. Um, I know feel, we definitely developed feelings for each other, but. I can't say what um, if it was like a falling. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Okay, so you talk about how Gabby and we, we all talk about how Gabby is so self-aware. After you spoke to her just about your daughter and the picture and her response and all these other things, was there a thought that you were like, yeah, like this person um, really does have like the qualities that would make a really good mom to your daughter? Oh, absolutely. Well, like being around her. Um, I always say I never put someone in the bucket of, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to you. So you're automatically in the bucket of date and wife. Like at first, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see if there was like a friendship that could be developed there, see if there was something deeper. And then by the end of the the evening, you know, I saw so many qualities that were just um, indicative of just being like a good nurturer, a good mother, a good support system, even for me. So uh, she crossed. I mean, that date just crossed off a lot of uh, boxes for me and why I was really just kind of one way after that. Mm hmm. In my mind, I was like, yeah, I was, I was so. I I feel like all things considering the fact that you didn't necessarily get to talk to her that much tonight, one, like you really are taking the lead, I would say, as like one of the standout contestants at this point in time. Like, but I would say at this point, probably the strongest connection we've seen with one of these women. Well, it's been so awesome to chat with you. You, I know this was your first podcast, but you. You you did wonderful. You did you absolutely wonderful. Beautifully. And I'm I'm really excited to see like how far he goes, Becca. Oh, I am too. I have high hopes the for you, Nate. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> not. But before we go, we we love our games here on Bachelor Happy Hour. So mm-hmm. Nate, we're going to get to know you a little bit more from a little rapid fire. So we're going right. to ask you a question, and your job is to respond. It's quick, like a short response, um, okay. and. Yeah. We're going to see what you have. Becky, you want to say the first question? Yeah, it's so easy. So first question (laughs) is simple. Are you an early riser or a night owl? I'm an early riser. 
You know, a lot of times if I don't wake up early, my daughter's going to wake up and put on something crazy on the TV and I wake <laughs> up hearing like some crazy noises and it's terrifying. So I always have to beat her up and she's an early riser. <laughs> she got a mind of her own. That's good. We love that. Best yeah. dating advice you've ever received. Best dating advice I've ever received is, um, you know, uh, be yourself and, and the people who are supposed to be there will gravitate towards you. You don't want to... Um, you don't want to garner the affection of a woman by not being yourself because you can't maintain that. Mm-hmm. You can always be yourself and you can be grounded that way. So that's the best advice I've gotten. Solid. How do you like your pizza? I think like this is worded like so pizza. weird. <laughs> uh, next day cold. You know, oh, it's almost like a steak. It's always, really? it's almost like Thanksgiving. Like it. It's, it's yes. better the next day. It's better, better cold. Day. It is. I totally, one thousand percent agree. Oh, the The flavors really? can marinate a bit better. Yep. Yes. Shower or bath? Uh shower. Yeah, shower. I can't. I can't fester in it. I can't. Fester I feel like every guy we have on is going to say shower. No one is going to say bath. Like, let's just take this question. I like Quincy might say bad. Quincy might say bad. Oh, I can't wait to have Quincy on. I'm excited to pick his brain. Okay. So Nate, this is a question that you have to answer and show us. Okay. What is your signature dance move? Oh, my signature dance move. Uh, let me see if I can do it. I was going to say, he's to like, do us. I have enough room around me right now? You know, that I, I find like a little, a little Dougie is probably, the okay. easiest one to do because it doesn't take up too much. I'm tall, so if I have something new or I got to flail my arms, it doesn't work. I'm going to hurt somebody, so I just... A little Dougie, okay. What is your favorite curse word? Uh, probably um, shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. I say shit probably a thousand times a day. I get an email, <laughs> shit. Shit. Oh, I loved your face, too, when you said that. Like, Did you for a hot second think, can I say this on the podcast? I thought about it, but you asked me. So I was like, yeah. oh, we yes. must be able to curse. So it's a trick question. Unless you're baiting me. <laughs> Nate curses. Okay. <laughs> Not family friendly. Shit. Okay, Nate, I love this question for anyone. What is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure? Hmm. This is a good one. I don't think I've thought of a guilty pleasure in a while. I have to have one. What is my guilty pleasure? Everyone has something. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasure. I don't know. I like I like K-pop. I, I listen to it. I may I may get flack flack for that. I like K-pop. I like K-pop. Oh, I, like right. K-pop. I, I don't know what that was not what I was expecting. Yeah, but... it's not. I know it's so sad. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> We're really like, no, I like I like it's upbeat. It's happy. Okay. Good. So okay, so that leads us into the next question. Speaking of music, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh my God, um, it's gonna be me by Insync. I love it. It's gonna it bang bang. Yeah. What? Do you know this song? It's no, it gonna is. be me. I, uh, I, 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 I'm okay. This, I know the they lyrics, but I don't know the name and I don't know who sings it. I was gonna yeah, say, isn't that by Britney Spears? That, but no. that or Mariah Carey. I, I built out Mariah Carey. Sweet Fantasy. Oh. oh my God, yeah. Can you give us a little clip? Go. Oh my God. I'd probably break my speaker if I did. It's just <clears> a sweet, sweet fantasy. There we baby. go. Come on. You can't duck Don't leave me hanging in karaoke. Okay, I'm thinking So we will never go to karaoke with Nate is is what he's telling us right now. No, if I get if I get a little buzz, my, my voice gets a thousand times better, I promise you. But yeah, singing is hard. I do it all the time. I'm a shower singer through and through, but to be good at singing, that's a that's it's difficult. Oh yeah. So that's I why got- I do karaoke. Oh, I love good karaoke session. My shower concerts yeah. are pretty dope, though. I will say that. One time, fun <laughs> fact, I used to work at a bar and I got a little too crazy one night when I was working and I sang karaoke and I accidentally flung the microphone across the entire bar and broke it. And so I was banned from karaoke for a couple of what years. What song were you singing? We'll find another bar. Um, it was Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Yeah. Shout out Johnny B's. It was um, good old Michael okay. Jackson. So ever since then, I don't allow myself to sing any MJ, okay. which is probably for the best. All right, Nate, what is your current screensaver on your phone? My current screensaver on my phone, it is it is a background of Cartagena. I traveled to uh, Colombia, I think a couple of years ago. 
Yeah. Wait. And I took a black and white photo of the street. It's super nice. So if I'm at work, I pick up the phone and uh, I see a photo of vacation. And it puts me in a happy place. So I love that. Well, yeah. that's a step up for Mario last week. He did not have a screensaver. So he did it. Oh, my gosh. We're going to end with one last question for a rapid fire. What is one word to describe the rest of Gabby and Rachel's season? One word, I would say... Or a phrase. Or a phrase. I would say a phrase is very unpredictable. Extremely unpredictable. I like it. I feel like they've been unpredictable these past couple seasons. So we're just going to keep it rocking and rolling. This one, this one, (laughs) I know I've seen. They say it, but it is truly unpredictable. We were we were at a loss. So I would be every time that there was something coming out, we would guess what we would be doing. We would guess would be going on the next one on one, and I was wrong every single time, and I was in it. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine what emotion the 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 viewers out there are going to go through whenever they Mm -hmm. just keep getting these twists and turns. It's really unbelievable, even to be in it. So. I'm excited. I'm predictable. Okay. I'll take it. I love that. Yeah. All right, Nate. Every week we ask our guests a rose and thorn. So it's going to be for this week for this specific episode. So basically your rose is going to be like your favorite moment, your highlight, and then your thorn is obviously the opposite. Okay. Uh, my my thorn was probably the moment they, they picked those those thongs out of the bag. That was probably one of the lowest, the lowest points. Um, and then, and then my, um, and then my rose was uh, dancing with Gabby at the end of our, our one-on-one. That was oh, probably that was the funniest moment, moment for me. Very, yeah. I love that. Michelle, what about you? Um, I would say my thorn would probably be just watching Rachel just respond to those conversations you know, really like wanting this for herself as well. And, um, you know, so early on, like just people deciding that not to open up. Uh, this was not towards you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't think that um, <laughs> my rose, my rose would be Gabby and Rachel throwing Chris, not throwing Chris out, but sending him home. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, I love women who, women who can make their own, their own decisions and they truly do just like they know what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they stick with it. So, all right, good ones. I'm gonna say my thorn, (laughs) Nate. I'm sorry. This is to you. Was watching you spray on so much cologne before your date. You gave yourself so many squirts. I was like, I can smell you through the screen, sir. I'm telling you, it, it lasts longer. I don't know what it is, but like my my cologne is not that strong. I mean. It needs more than one or else it's gone. So I, I was yeah, watching this. No, no, it was so funny. I actually wrote that in my notes because I was watching this because I was like, I need to call his ass out tomorrow when I have him on the podcast. That's okay. Um, okay. Back but, at like Boys and Hollister, they'd be like, yeah, it's you gotta do a million, do a million. You gotta see, you gotta season that food. I thought you were you you did so many sprays. I thought you were gonna spray it in your mouth before you left. I was like, oh my god, put the bottle down, man. I should have. I should have. Somebody Keep needs to just like too. get that 10 second clip instead of two because it was, it, I was laughing so hard. I was like, how many did he hey, do? Um, B-roll though. But if that's my, if that's my Thorin, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good week. I'm going to say my Take Rose was, I think just seeing the girls together and like in the little moments, like in the middle of their group date where they can just hop on a bed and have a girl chat and drink champagne that's something that I would have loved to have on my season. You know, like there's, you always take the breaks with your producer to talk through things, but it would be Mm -hmm. so much more special, I think, and just fun in general to have one of your good friends to be able to do that with. And so seeing those moments with the two of them together, I absolutely love. So that is going to be my, my rose. And with that, Nate, you made it through your first podcast. Thank you for joining us. Amazing. Thanks guys. You guys are truly a pleasure to talk with. (laughs) It was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Okay, Michelle, that was such a fun week, such a fun interview. And to all of our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, thank you so much. Once again, thanks to Nate. And everyone, don't forget that you can catch new episodes of The Bachelorettes every Monday on ABC or Hulu. 
make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. And Bachelor Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can always listen to us ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Becca, this is really starting to get interesting, (laughs) but stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next week. Adios. Bye. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 